Hello, friends. This is Wyatt. I'm in Nashville in my studio. It's a rainy day, working on a new podcast for you guys. And um, in the meantime, I wanted to share uh, an episode from a new podcast called Mixology that is done by a friend of the podcast. His name is Freddie French Pounce. And he has been for a while now examining the mono versus stereo versions of a lot of this music. And it's really interesting. And this week he did an episode on Shutdown Volume 2. So I thought you guys would enjoy this. If you're interested in checking out more of his show, I'll put a link in the show notes. And I hope everybody's doing well. All right. Here's Freddie. Hello, friends. And welcome back to Mixology. So down Mixology, we're going to be taking a little look at the Beach Boys' fifth album on Capitol Records, Shut Down Volume 2 from 1964. The album opens with the absolute classic Fun Fun Fun, so let's listen to it for a little bit, shall we? Now what's not known to most people is that not only does this album have its mono and stereo mixes, but there's a couple of single-only mixes that we're going to be taking a look at as well. Now Fun Fun Fun, which we're listening to at the moment, has distinct single, mono and stereo mixes, and they all differ at different points in different ways. Here, listen to the solo of the single version, and note how the organ is much louder than the guitar. And now, take a listen to the mono album version, and note how much louder the guitar is than the organ. It's also worth noting how much louder Mike's vocal is after that solo than in the original mono mix I played you that was issued on the single. I mean, the album had a remix with a louder vocal as well, which is obviously worth having. Now let's compare that section the stereo mix as well, just for posterity. And I would say that with the guitar panned over to the right and the organ in the center, it kind of has a similar balance to the second mono mix. The most notable difference between the stereo and the mono mix of the track comes in the fade. Now the single and album mono mixes have this great fade that goes on and on with Brian's falsetto vocal riding over the band's harmonies absolutely beautifully and it makes for a great climax, but in stereo that fade is much truncated. Here, take a listen to the stereo one. I mean, how unsatisfying is that? Let's listen to the mono one then. Fun, 
One thing I neglected to mention earlier on is that the intro of the tracks is slightly different in mono and stereo as well. I'm going to play the mono version first and there's two things I want you to listen out for. One is just before the first guitar note there's a three shouted by Brian obviously counting the band in and it's only on the mono album mix and followed by that the stabs by the band between the bits of guitar riff on the intro are louder in the mono mix. Here take a listen to that little intro in mono and then I will play it again in stereo. And with that rather minor difference, we move on to track two on the album, the all-time classic Don't Worry Baby. Now, interestingly, the stereo and the mono mixes, apart from vocal placement, don't differ too much. Obviously, it's got the rather uncomfortable listening balance of backing vocals to the right and lead vocal to the left, with the backing track mainly in the middle, which is fine, but the balance itself seems to serve a similar idea to the mono album mix, so we won't compare those to right the second, especially as the fades are of equal length as well. However, where things do get interesting is that the mono mix, which was used after the album came out on the B-side of I Guess Around, seems to have been mixed differently to the mono album version. The vocals are blended a little bit differently with, for instance, quieter backing vocals in the second verse, and the guitar stabs that accentuate the guitar solo section are mixed quieter as well. Here, let me play you a bit of the second verse and the solo section in the album mono mix and listen to, as I say, the louder backing vocals and the louder guitar stabs as well. I'm now going to play that same section again, but from the mono single mix, so you can compare how the blend between the vocals and the guitar stabs in that solo differ between the two. I've taken this from the B-side of a 7-inch of I Guess Around because it's the only place I was able to find it when researching for this show. I know it is out there, but I wasn't able to get it, unfortunately. So the sound quality isn't up to the same level, but it's still the same mix, so hopefully you can hear the differences.
What's also worth noting is the difference in the fade, as I said earlier. Now, the single version has a slightly longer fade than both the mono and stereo album versions, which seem to have a similar length of fade, thankfully. Now, this adds an extra sort of second or two of Brian's beautiful falsetto vocals on the outro, and it's definitely worth hearing if you haven't heard it before, even if it is absolutely minor. So I'm gonna let the fade out play for you now and just listen to it and enjoy. Now, for track three on the album, In the Parking Lot, there's a very minor difference, and that's in the fade, where it's slightly longer in stereo with a different shape to kind of give it a different feel as it fades out. Shall we play the mono fading into the stereo quickly so you can hear that extra little bit? Why not? <laughs> The trend of slightly minor differences continues on to track 4, which is an amusing track titled Cassius Love vs Sonny Wilson, which is a bit of an oddity on the album. It's kind of a scripted argument with a few sort of fake rehearsals thrown in as well. It's a bit of a filler track, but it's quite amusing from today's hindsight look, although a proper song would obviously have been preferable. Now, you'd be surprised to know there is a slight difference on this track, and I'm going to crossfade between the two now. We're going to start with the mono mix, where the talking seems to have a drier sound with less reverb on it, whereas the stereo has more, mainly because it's panned to the other side. Here, take a listen, and it should be pretty obvious when I cut from one to the other. All right, you guys, we have a... I'm down. <laughs> we have a show this... What do we have this weekend? What are you trying to tell us, Mike? Well, I'm trying to tell you we have a show this weekend, and we could be sharper, so what do you say we go over the ending of Little Do Scoop one more time? Yeah, come on. A one. A two, a one, two, three. Following on from that bizarre track, we have the beautiful with the warmth of the sun, which like in the parking lot has a longer fade in stereo, where Brian's R's in the outro, he actually begins a new R in the stereo mix, which doesn't happen in the mono. Here, much like in the parking lot, I'll play you the mono and it will cross fade into the stereo. Now, the last track on side one, This Car of Mine, I compared and I compared, and maybe there's a skerrick more of the f music in the fade in stereo, but it's enough that it's negligible for the purpose of this. Unless you're cranking out your hi-fi to maximum volume, you probably won't notice it. However, the first track on side two and the B-side's Fun Fun Fun, a cover of Why Default's Fall in Love, is quite an interesting track to kind of interrogate because 
There never was a true stereo mix until more recently in the 2000s when it gained a remix. But the stereo mono mix, if you like, so the mono mix that's on the stereo album is different from the mono mix that's on the mono album. And then the mono single version has a different edit, the intro. I believe that as I remember reading Chuck Britt's mix, the stereo albums while monitoring in mono, that he did the same for this, but just forgot to turn the panning knobs. It could well be the case. And that's kind of what I'm deducing here. I don't see why the two mixes would occur otherwise. I'm gonna start with the intro to the single version, which is actually an edit from later on the track. If I play you the way the mono album version starts, and then I will tell you when I'm cutting back to the single version afterwards. Again, this is being taken from a UK mono 45, as I couldn't find this digitally anywhere. And now for that single version. I've read that that was a capital sanctioned edit rather than something Brian did, so I don't really see the point in it, it's a bit of an odd one. I'm wondering if the snare slam at the beginning was seen as too aggressive to be used as a b-side on the radio, but who knows. Now, with those two main differences out of the way, let's look at the differences between the stereo mono and the mono album versions. And we'll start with the bit that is mainly different, and that's the hand claps in the bridge. I'm going to play the ones in the stereo version first, because the hand claps are audible there, or louder as well. And yeah, take a listen and just yeah, notice the hand claps, that's what you're focusing on. for the same section but the mono album mix. Now, as is characteristic on this album, the fades on the two mixes also differ, with the mono version this time being longer. So, to keep this simple, I'm just going to play you the mono album version, as obviously crossfading from mono to mono isn't going to be particularly noticeable. So, yeah, have a listen and just enjoy. You get a little bit of Brian's tell me, tell me why right at the end there, which having the stereo mix for a while before the mono mix, I never noticed. So it's quite interesting to have there. Now, the final track we're going to have a proper talk about is Pom Pom Playgirl. It's a bit of a mouthful. That is track two on side two and track eight on the album. And there's some very minor differences, again, with the mix in the intro, the instrumental and on the fade out. Let's hear this beginning in mono now and notice how the fade right from the beginning, which is very 
unnoticeable unless you're really picking apart is a bit quicker than other than playing in the stereo and the timpani hit is much louder than it will be in the stereo mix and now let's hear that in stereo After that pretty negligible difference, but noticeable enough for me anyway, we're going to move on to the second verse, where the saxophone is definitely far more prominent in stereo. It's probably in nature of the separation, but I'll play you a bit of the mono and then I'll crossfade that into the stereo. Just a little social click with the other song with a freshman or a sophomore, she wouldn't be seen. With that complete, we're going to move to the final section of the song, also known as the fade out, which I've talked about numerous times on this episode. And it's slightly longer in stereo once again. Carl's very enthusiastic wow right at the end when it comes in is far louder in stereo and it's almost inaudible in mono. I'm going to play the mono cross-fading to the stereo as usual and hopefully you'll be able to hear where the transition happens. Now, technically there's four tracks left on the album, but I compared and I compared, and the difference is either absolutely minuscule in fade-out lengths or similar, or completely non-existent. We'll go through them quickly for you anyway. So, first of all is Keep an Eye on Summer, a beautiful ballad, it's very similar to something like The Warmth of the Sun on side one, but there's zero difference between the fade and the, well, anything in mono and stereo. There's a weird crunchy sound earlier on that I thought, oh, is that only in stereo? But then I listened to the mono and it was there as well, so not useful for the purposes of this. We then have Shutdown Part 2, a fun, fun little instrumental. I should have said fun, fun, fun there, really, shouldn't I? Um, the fade out is shaped slightly differently between the two mixes but there's no real way of comparing those one after the other because you won't notice the difference because of the shape and the mixes themselves. We also have their cover of Louie Louie. Once again, the fade out is a hair longer in stereo. And when I say a hair, I mean the source of one like on this car of mine where you're not gonna notice unless you're turning your hi-fi up to maximum volume. And finally, Denny's drums. It's a drum solo and it's recorded in mono with a single channel and it's mono whether you're listening in mono or stereo. But interestingly, it seems the phase is inverted between the two mixes and the mono version is actually slightly brighter as well. But with that in mind, we're going to round out the episode here because there's no non-album singles at this time in the Beach Boys canon and I think it all comes together pretty well. We covered the single mixes of Fun Fun Fun, Don't Worry Baby and Why Do Fools Fall In Love which are all quite random in their existence but fun to have nevertheless. And obviously there's a few differences across side one and a couple on side two as well. So. 
let's say it's our first Beach Boys album we've looked at. Because their golden period never got true stereo mixes in the 60s, we're not likely to be covering them anytime soon as I established in episode 1. But who knows, maybe further down the line we'll be comparing remixes to their original mono mixes. But for now, thank you very much for listening to Mixology. And be sure to check out my other show, Back to Mono, which is now available on podcast platforms, where I play singles and LP tracks from my vinyl collection, rip directly, and discuss them as well. So it's a great way to listen to some music, learn something new, and find some new music as well. So thank you very much for listening, and I will see you next time right here on Mixology. Mixology.